Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Stacey Bellward, the host of the Connected Families podcast. Welcome to our community. We are people committed to pursuing God's grace and truth for ourselves and then daily working to pass that grace and truth on to our children. This is our first recorded podcast of 2024. I'm so glad that you're here. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm sure the kids are getting back to school and hopefully the routine of life is kicking back in and bringing some stability. I don't know about you, but I loved Christmas break and I love getting back to the routine, which really just means that I get to get back to having some of my own quiet time. Anybody relate? Well, beyond the change of the season, really, I want to ask, how are you doing? You know, in mid-December, I had a fun conversation with Mandy Ariotto from Mops International, and it was about a study that they had done with Barna about the state of motherhood. Go back and listen if you can. It's episode 158. It was really good. Um, but one thing that stood out to me in that conversation is that the overwhelm factor in parents, particularly moms, is off the charts. And I think that boils down to just deep discouragement. So can I ask you to do a little check-in with yourself? Are you discouraged in your role as a parent? My guest has experienced deep discouragement and is here to bring hope, not in the band-aid sort of way, right? We don't need that. None of us do. It's in the grow deep roots anchored in Jesus Christ kind of way. Lydia Rex has been on many episodes before. She's here on staff at Connected Families as a parent coach. Recently, she did a breakout session at an in-person parenting summit that we put on in partnership with a church. Her breakout was life-giving, and we wanted to have her on to share just a little bit of what she gave the parents on that day. Welcome to the podcast, Lydia. Hey, Stacy. I am so glad to be here with you. Oh, we have a great time when you come on the podcast. It's been quite a few times that you've been here. And so we have a great topic today. And the conversation that we're going to have today, I believe is going to bring hope and freedom to so many people. So I mentioned in the intro, just that I feel like a lot of parents are really discouraged right now. And that's hard. It's a hard place to feel discouraged. I know you've felt it in the past. I have felt it in the past. We're talking a lot about sensitive and intense kids, the online course right now. And it's easy to feel discouraged when you have a sensitive child. <laughs> Lydia, I know you know that you were one of the presenters in the course. Say more about why this is an important topic and just how prevalent discouragement is. So many times in, in scripture, like walking by faith is referenced, right? Having this, you know, maybe we're not seeing the evidence of all the things we hope for at the moment. And that can be so true in parenting. And I think about just all of the families that I've had the joy of coaching with. It's getting to be a pretty long list at this point. And incredible families that I keep meeting as a parent coach here at Connected Families. And something that is almost universal is that they come in feeling a lot of discouragement. Things are, you know, this is not how they intended for parenting to be looking. Things are harder than they imagined. These precious kids that they so dearly love and adore are, are having big struggles. Maybe they're sensitive and intense. 
And I see these parents, I get to know them and they are incredible, intentional, passionate, creative parents with these amazing gifted children. And yet it is so easy to just be stuck in the mud of discouragement based on the stuff we see going on in our homes on a daily basis sometimes. So yeah, when I I wanted to talk about this topic of moving from that place of discouragement to really walking in the freedom and and faith that God has for us. And I was writing this presentation for the parent summit and then my family got got hit with some really tough stuff and discouragement comes smacking me right in the face, you know? And so such a reminder to me that we don't just make this journey from discouragement to freedom one time. Like this is a tactic that that Satan is going to use over and over to try and, and, you know, keep us stuck. And that fight for freedom, that fight for faith is, is something that we got to have a plan for. Talk about that plan. You wrote out a plan and you gave it at the parent summit. So here we are today and you're going to give just a taste of what the parents got at the parent summit. But I just love that you use the word battle and we sometimes underestimate the battle and that we do have an enemy that is coming at us and doesn't always have much creativity in his tactics, does he, Lydia? Right. I know we were, we were talking about this. Like, is this like the only trick that Satan has got discouragement? Like he uses it successfully over and over with these faithful Jesus loving families. Mm. And it kind of makes me angry, honestly. And I think sometimes that anger is really good. It's like the spiritual anger. That's when it's good to be angry, right? You're like, my anger is directed towards the enemy And it helps me to stand strong and stand firm. So why don't you talk more about that and maybe some scripture and just about this battle? I think Galatians 5.1 is a really great scripture to start with. And that says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And I think that yoke of slavery sometimes looks a lot like discouragement, being just burdened by the expectations that we have for ourselves and our kids and our hopes and our disappointments. And we just be burdened by that. And yet, you know, God's asking us to stand firm in that freedom that that Christ has won for us. And what does that look like? You know, I think that for every family, like we need to have our specific truths that we're going to cling to over and over again, that we can remind ourselves of of what is true. Even when that maybe the evidence seems to be contrary. Think of all that we were just reading with the kids in the Jesus storybook Bible, the story of Abraham and Sarah, and the story of Joseph, and all of these people in scripture who God gave them promises. God even spoke into their identity. This is who you are. This is what I see for you. This is what I'm promising you. And the evidence was quite the contrary, quite the contrary. Um, Here, Abraham and Sarah were, they're old. They don't have a single kid. And God's telling them, you're going to be the father of of nations, right? Yeah. There's some things that we got to have some pretty big faith about for our families too. I like that so much. I think it's one of the reasons that I love the teaching at Connected Families around the gift gone awry, 
right? Because this is one of the places where you can feel very discouraged about maybe you're, what you're seeing is a certain behavior. You know, maybe it's lying, which is, you know, the one that just can make parents upset and my child's character and or cheating, kind of the same thing a little bit. What am I doing? My child's character is, is flawed and eternal almost, you know, like what in the world? And yet if we can turn that and look at the gift underneath it, it's such a shift of perspective that we can now have a really different truth phrase in our mind. Then later we can come back to our kids and we can talk outside of the moment about the challenges of sin that make those gift gone awry issues right? The lying and the cheating, there's that's underlying sin. And so we want to just work with that and help our kids to understand the value of repentance of our sin. And what's the best way to do that? To model it, to model out loud our own convictions when the Holy Spirit speaks to us and we can receive the cleansing from Jesus of our sin. It's It's just a beautiful process. Well, I was even just thinking, because I want to talk more about what you just said, Stacy. like that, that gift gone awry and how so often we start identifying ourselves by the struggle or identifying our kid by the struggle. Oh, I'm just an angry mom or I'm a hot mess mom. I'm a stressed out dad. And we start taking on an identity of this struggle. And what we see in scripture when God looks at his children is he calls them out into a, a different identity. He has a different perspective that maybe doesn't make sense in that moment. But what is the thing that God might be doing on the inside of you as a parent? What is he doing on the inside of your child? What's that gift gone awry? This is really important stuff to hang on to. Here's a little story because yeah. <laughs> I was having a, a stretch of some tough days, not in the distant past either, pretty recently. (laughs) And I was not at my best and I was feeling shame about it. And I was sitting down to do school with my little guy and it started out as a struggle. And you know, what I've learned about my son is I know him. I know his precious little heart. And I know that a lot of times Doing our schoolwork can start out as a struggle. You know, a little bit into into schoolwork, we're reading our stories and he's just laying across my lap and I just was overwhelmed with how much I love this spicy, intense, passionate little boy. And we finished up our schoolwork and we were walking up the stairs hand in hand and he goes, mom, I love doing school with you. And I was like, I know. I know because I know my son and I know things might start out tough, but I know that we love learning together. And in that moment, I had this little, little nudge from the Lord that was like, huh, it's just like you, Lydia. Sometimes you really struggle with things, but I know my kid. I know my daughter and I know that we're going to get to the other side of this together and that you love learning with me. That's part of who you are. That's the kid I know. Just that security of being known and loved and having that potential in us seen by our Heavenly Father, that's a game changer. That is a game changer. And it starts with being really careful 
that if we're saying I am statements, which you mentioned before you started your story, I am an angry mom, or I am a hot mess, or I, you know, I need something before I can be kind in the morning or whatever. Those are all identity statements. And they're false. Because Mm -hmm. even as you said in your beautiful story, the identity the, the messages that God gives us are very different from that. Mm-hmm. They are, I love you even when you are a mess. You are chosen. You are called. You are capable. Oh, we've heard that before, haven't we? <laughs> That's familiar. That does sound familiar. <laughs> you are loved no matter what. God says that to us in our everyday lives and in our struggles and in our discouragement. And like we say in this podcast, it's so that we can pass it on to our kids. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. You know, I was reading actually in the where Jesus is tempted in the desert by Satan. And you know what stuck out to me is that Satan kept attacking his identity. If mm. you really are the son of God then do this, prove yourself. And I read that and I thought, whoa, that sounds familiar, right? That's what happens when we get discouraged is this, you know, there's this message towards us of like, oh, if you really are a parent that cares about your kids, if you really are doing this framework right, then mm-hmm. prove yourself. And the Lord says, oh, I know my children and we're going to walk this through together. The reason this is so important for us to talk about over and over and over again is so that we can communicate that message to our child right in the midst of the hard thing. Because when they're lying, when they're cheating, when they're not doing what you're asking them to do or delaying, whatever it is that is frustrating you and then turning into more long-term discouragement. That's the place where we need to receive the messages of love and identity from God so that we can pass those on to our kids and have the vision, that long-term vision of how God sees them and wants to just walk with them until they see transformation and healing too in the areas that they need it. I want parents to know what tremendous authority they have to speak identity over themselves and their kids. Yeah, that's such a powerful thing to be a parent who can say, this is who God says I am. This is what I see in my child. And I'm going to hang on to that faith. And even though things are, are rough right now, you know, I see some glimpses of what God sees in the heart of this child. And we're going to keep learning together. And we're going to trust that that the one who started a good work here is going to bring it to completion. Lydia, let me ask you, how do you hold on to that identity for yourself over time? I wish I could say that I never, ever doubted (laughs) that I was like, no, it's just rock solid. But the reality is we have to remind ourselves. You know, one of the things we talk about sometimes at Connected Families is this trash truth treasure tool where we identify some of our trash beliefs and, and identify what's some truth that maybe is some things I need to grow in. And then what's the treasure? What are those just treasured things that I know that my heavenly father says about me. I think it's really important to identify that stuff, to write it down, to have that be part of the fabric of, of your family is like, these are some things that I'm going to remember on the tough days. So then I'm going to tell my kids on the tough days. So on those tough days, do you have post-it notes on the wall? Do you know that you need time to go and journal? And do you have a little format in your journal page, like trash, truth, treasure? Hey, I'm going to pull well, out that's that a sheet. Good idea. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, actually, right now I have a right now I have a note on my phone where I identify, you know, something that's untrue that's coming at me, and how can I combat that with God's truth and the truth of His Word? We we talk about that at Connected Families too. Those toxic beliefs and the grace filled yep. truths. That's a really practical way to to combat this discouragement and hang on to treasure of of how God feels about us and our kids. I would just say to everybody, contend for this. Like, I feel like practice of the trash truth treasure or identifying the toxic beliefs or whatever, it, it is an ongoing contending, let's say, yes. battle that we need to continue to do. And sometimes I, I think, wow, I just went through two days of just being really negative. Why? to go and I need to take a walk and I need to take some time with the Lord and identify the things that I've been thinking mm-hmm. and ask the Holy Spirit to give me some truth to replace it. We just have to keep doing it. And you know, I think that there is like so much value in being honest with the Lord about some of the things that I was just, you know, reading in the Psalms and David, he just puts it all out there with the Lord. There's some toxic beliefs you actually might read in the Psalms. And then you see David hanging on to God's truth and his goodness. And, you know, so being honest and also being full of faith at the same time, being like, Lord, here's what it looks like right now. And what's that? grace-filled truth? What's that scripture? What's that thing I can hang on to? And then looking for the glimpses of, you know, asking God, how do you see me? How do you see my child? How do you see my family? What's maybe the thing that's going on that doesn't meet the eye right now? You know, that's another thing we talked about is how it can be so discouraging to look at some of the challenges we have going on and what might God be doing under the surface of that? that it goes far beyond the value of just peace for today. But what future strength might God be building into us and our kids and our families? And it's such a perspective shift. And it's just so helpful to help us show up each day different hope-filled parents, right? Not discouraged parents. And that's why this work is just so important. I've mentioned lying and cheating. These These are pretty typical things, but I know that there's families that are walking through much, much deeper, harder things. We're talking, you know, suicide attempts and diagnoses and grief and loss. And so we understand that the discouragement can be very deep and very difficult and still we can look for the glimpses. Where is God at work? And where is my perspective? And that's where we apply all the work that we did. Lydia, this is good and this is deep, but I know that you have a few tools that you want to pass on to people. And so before we move on to that, I just want to say, hey, you guys, if this conversation is useful, would you share it with a friend? Would you subscribe to the show and even rate and review? All of those things are just so useful to promote the podcast. All right, Lydia, we have had a great conversation so far. We do what we do really well here around Connected Families, and we've had a deep conversation about what's going on and how we can like gird up our foundation so that we can show up in ways that we want to. And we've talked about how those glimmers, the glimmers of how God is at work even around us and how those also can just shift our perspective and are so good. But let's get practical now. 
how can we get practical? Do you have some tools for us? I know you do. Yeah. Well, because, you know, when we are operating from that discouraged place, we feel this urgency to fix the behavior, to solve things and to just make it better, right? I have felt that urgency so many times. And when we can really get those glimpses of like, wow, God is at work in my family. Maybe I'm not seeing it right now, but I can trust that what he says is true. So, you know, getting in touch with that deeper reality of what's that perspective that God can give us, that gives us freedom to let go of that urgency to fix and to accept where we're at right now with our kids to be like, huh, okay, this is where we're at today. And God sees us here and he loves us here. We can figure this out together, right? So now we can lead with grace and be proactive in growing together instead of this reactive stance of like, ah, everything's going crazy. How do I fix it? How do I, you know, turn things around? It's like, well, I can see that we're in in the season of some struggling right now. How can we get proactive about that in a grace-filled way with our kids. So three things that I would think about here would be being proactive with some scaffolding, prioritizing connection, and then reclaiming freedom when things all go south. So you know it's going to happen sometimes. Okay. So let's start with scaffolding. What is that? Yeah. So scaffolding, if you are building a building, you, you need some support around that structure as it is being built and strengthened. I don't know a lot about building, but I do know that. When our kids are, you know, building skills, building values, working through some of the the things that they are just growing in, we got to put some scaffolding up to really support them in those efforts and, and to help them, you know, take just one step at a time. So when I think about scaffolding, it's like, okay, how could I help this challenge be not quite as challenging right now So my child and I can have some success here. So we can, you know, take the step of growth and we have something to affirm and build on. That might mean for getting out the door in the morning that for a season, we do just super easy breakfasts. We sleep in our clothes the night before. I mean, hey, you got to do what you got to do sometimes and, you know, have a really clear plan for like, how can we make this doable? You know, other things that you could do some scaffolding around, you know, homework. Do you maybe start with some kind of a activity that gets their body moving? Then maybe you sit down with a snack to do that homework and light a candle. I don't know why that's so magical. It's... <laughs> My kids, maybe my kids just love fire. I don't know. But bring a sense of connection and hey, I'm here. I'm here with you. Let's do this together. Mm-hmm. Bring a little bit of fun around. And so those are just some ways that we can scaffold our kids. Sometimes we need to scaffold ourselves a little bit too. So think mm-hmm. about how you scaffold your whole family in some of these challenges. I think yeah. people get that, right? I'm even thinking about cooking. There's times where, right, it's just like, I'm going to scaffold my expectations here and bring it into reality. And this is what I can do. I can cook, you know, maybe a home cooked meal a few times a week and the other weeks we'll do this. And it's the same concept, right? It's like, we're not going to stress about this or give us too much discouragement. That's the word we're using for today's podcast. But I'm going to think about this in a way of like, how can we all succeed? to get this thing done and be okay with that. It is beautiful work to do as a family to figure out like, you know, what is the just right challenge for us right now? Let's do that instead of stuck in discouragement because we wish we were 10 steps ahead of where we are right now. No, let's do that one step at a time and celebrate it. And if it (laughs) fails, then don't worry about it. 
come back together and make another plan and then you're good to go. Yep. And maybe you might need even just another little layer of scaffolding. And here's the thing about scaffolding. It is temporary. It's temporary while we grow these skills. And I remember I have done some crazy scaffolding as a parent and some things that I'm like, this is kind of crazy what I'm doing right now. But you know what? A few weeks later, a few months later, I realized, oh, we don't really need this support anymore. This big struggle that I thought maybe we would never overcome is not such a big struggle anymore. And boy, that is that is always such a celebration. I remember the dinner table realizing I'm not even stressing about everybody sitting at the dinner table. We're having just these delightful family dinners. And I kind of thought maybe the day would never come, but it did. And so that scaffolding does come down, you know, over time as our kids gain skills and as we gain skills too. That's good. Okay. What's the second one? So the second one is just prioritizing connection. So many ideas and so many ways to do that. We talk so much here at Connected Families about connection. (laughs) No Mm -hmm. surprises there, right? But a couple key areas that I think really help us connect with our kids and have fun as parents are when we can have this kind of a bit of a sensory lens to things. We Something we say, we like to say is motion changes emotion. And we talk about that a lot in the Sensitive and Intense Kids course. But there is so much power in just figuring out how might we engage our kids' senses and move our bodies together. And there are ways to use that sensory input to scaffold some things that might be difficult otherwise. This is really helpful for parents too. Like we need this too. God put us in this beautiful world that engages our senses in so many ways. Can you give an example? I have found that Again, I'm going to use a schoolwork example because it's a it's a common thing at my house. We're doing school. When we sit down with a cup of tea, you know, the fireplace on and maybe a crunchy snack at our side. And maybe we start with an active game of Simon Says and then we sit down. That's using sensory input to connect with each other and to just bring some more joy into our day together. And I found that to be really powerful. And these are little these are little tweaks. You know what? I actually, as we're recording this, I've got my little twinkly lights on in my room. (laughs) I do not like the dark winter time, you guys. And I I spent $12 on these twinkle lights that I hung in my room. And it is bringing my family so much joy. We cuddle up on on mom's bed to read our stories at night. And it's been the most special thing. It's those little tweaks that engage our senses that can help us just build connection and joy. And then playfulness is another way that we can just effectively connect with our kids, come alongside our kids, even do some scaffolding. Playfulness is a great way to make a challenge a little bit less of a challenge because now we're having fun together. So that playfulness can be such a boost to kids and parents. This parent can't be in this playful place if they haven't done the work that we talked about at the top of the show, because In that place, we're just feeling the shame or we're feeling the need to perform or get things right or move things along, right? We don't we don't have space to just settle in to, okay, this is our reality right now. And God's grace is abundant. He loves me. He loves my kids in the midst of this. It's going to be okay. We're going to grow. And so I can just breathe a moment 
mm. and find some playfulness in the struggle of right now. A hundred percent. It's that perspective that allows us to lighten up, right? And yes. find the playfulness. Yeah, we have a we have a bit of a pirate routine. My kids and I, when when we start getting cranky, we go into cranky pirate mode and then we start giggling. And you know, it's <laughs> it helps kind of just break the tension sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. so having those little go to silly, playful as a family. So helpful when you are in some of those struggling times. And I'll tell you, I I struggled with that, but my husband was so good at it. So I was like, sometimes we need playful Paul. I need you to like crack a joke right now. Like you're on. Yes. And you know, I think Every parent has their own style of playfulness, right? And so there is something, and for me, I love stories. And so for me, having the twinkly lights in my room and and reading stories with all the expressiveness that I like to read with, that's Mm -hmm. playfulness for me with my kids. You probably won't find me playing the, you know, make-believe this or that as much. You know, there's ways that we stretch ourselves in playfulness as parents, and there's ways we can lean into kind of, the way that God created us to play too. Okay, before we end, we have to get to the third one. And the third one is reclaiming freedom. Can you explain that? Yeah, this is the most important one for sure. Because there's going to be days when it all goes south. When despite our best intentions, we have a rough day with our kids. And the messages that we send in our biggest struggles, that's really powerful. You know, our kids are going to remember what mom and dad said on those really tough days. You know, I think God is not surprised when we have a bad day. We don't need to be surprised either. We, we know that we are imperfect, but beloved children of God with strengths and weaknesses. And some days those weaknesses all come out and <laughs> we have a rough day. And so how can we get back on track and reclaim that freedom that was bought for us? And how can we communicate that to our kids? Thinking about what is the truth that you want to lead your family with when when it's a bad day, what do you want your kids to know? You know, deep in their hearts. And I think it's good to write that down. Good to like put that down somewhere so that you can remember it. And then figuring out what are the grace-filled resets that we can do sometimes. You know, it, it is not a weakness to interrupt the day and say, God loves us at our worst. We're we're kind of a little bit at our worst right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we love each other. And we'll get through this. You know, let's have a snack. Let's take a walk. Let's let's play a silly game. You know, we need those those little resets. What are the things that can kind of bring us back together? And it's okay to just halt the day and be like, hmm, you know what? Let's remember what's true here. Let's connect with each other. And then we'll go from there. You know, I think it's important for parents to know, like, we can't muscle our nervous systems into regulation. You know, we are human parents with these very human children. And sometimes our brains go into a dysregulated state and you can't just tell your brain, okay, get a grip. I mean, maybe we could do that on the outside, but on the inside, we're still feeling that distress. And so it is receiving God's love for us, receiving his comfort reconnecting with each other, taking a little break. Maybe your reset is, you know, let's all, let's all go find a quiet spot and read for 30 minutes or, you know, things like that. That's okay. If that allows you to come back, how can we move forward together? 
That's powerful. I remember we had this wonderful CD. It was music. It was gospel Christian music songs. And I had this bin of instruments and it was like, we need gospel time. And we would grab instruments and we would sing at the top of our lungs in the little living room. And that was our reset. And it just helped me as a mom also listen to the words of who is God and his character and just worship him. And that was always such an important reset for me. You know, we had a similar thing that Eric loves to swing on our swing that we have down in the basement. And so uh, we would go down and, and turn on some worship music and push him in the swing. And it was such a just big old slice of grace for everybody because it just put my heart at peace to, to listen to that worship music, to see my little boy's sweet smile as he's swinging in the swing. And that swing was that sensory input that was so helpful for him. So finding those resets that just meet our brain and our body and our spirit right where we're at, help yeah. us to remember God's presence with us and then go from there. I have a so funny story. One of my friends sent me a message and it was like, Lydia, I did that thing that the reset, sometimes they call us like an off ramp or an off ramp of grace. Things are just going south. How do we just take an exit, take the off ramp into God's grace, right? So she's like, I did an off ramp of grace. She told me about how they were just having a rough day. And then she was like, you know what? We need a reset. And they all sat down and watched funny dog videos until everybody was laughing together. And I love that so much. It's You know, if that is the thing that reconnects your family, can get everybody to laugh a little bit. There is something beautiful and holy about snuggling with your kids and laughing at funny dog videos Mm -hmm. and helping your nervous systems get back to that regulation. So you can say, okay, and we're all in this together and God loves us. Sometimes we just need those breaks. Yeah, that's good. Lydia, this has been a rich conversation. I wonder if you would just end our podcast today with a prayer for those parents who are feeling discouraged. And um, I think they feel a little bit lighter after listening to this podcast, but we know that that's a work of the Holy Spirit and he wants to do more in helping them to apply this and to help them to find freedom. So would you would you pray for them? I'd love to. Oh, Lord, I thank you so much that that you were honest with us when you said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. And boy, do we feel that some days, especially. But you said to take heart because you have overcome the world. You have overcome all of these things that want to pressure us and discourage us and make us lose sight of, of your truths. You have overcome all of that. And so I pray that you would give each of us the truths that we most need to hang on to for our families, the glimpses of what you've put in our hearts, those truths about who you are, those faith-filled beliefs about the opportunities, even in our struggles. Lord, I pray that your, your comforting love would be close to all of us on the days where discouragement creeps in and that you would bring that courage out of us or that courage that says, no, I'm going to stand firm and hang on to the freedom that's been bought for me and my kids in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, Lydia. And thank you for being on the show again today. Oh, thanks, Stacy. 
Thanks for tuning in today, friends. We are a listener-supported organization. Over 50,000 parents like you listen to the podcast every month. Individual donations make the work to equip and encourage families possible. For more information about Connected Families, follow us on Instagram or Facebook or go to connectedfamilies.org. I will see you next time. Thank you.